I think really it comes down to the, the psychology behind the hedonic treadmill. I, and I love um, explaining this to people because I think it's so important and, and how we look at what we have as not being enough. So the hedonic treadmill, that idea says it's that tendency that we have as humans to quickly adapt to where we are and what we've got. Um, it leads to never being satisfied and constantly seeking the next thing. It's the idea that, yes, I've achieved this, right? Whatever that dollar amount in your portfolio is. But now, you know, I, I want another million or another million, whatever that is. It, it leads to a place of never being content. Well, that was Ben Tages talking about the idea of the moving goalposts and never being content in retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, co-host of Retire Repurposed. On behalf of Ben Tages and myself, thank you so much for joining us here today. Well, The Gap and the Gain, a book by Dr. Benjamin Hardy and strategic coach Dan Sullivan, lays out the way to never compare your current situation to an ideal. When it comes to retirement, this is an incredibly powerful tool, especially when considering your time, talent, and treasure. In this podcast, Ben Tages will give insight on how gain thinking and gratitude intersect in the everyday life of a retiree. Enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the show. So glad that you are joining us here on Retire Repurpose. So many podcasts out there on this particular subject, but this is something that uh, is a little bit more specific, specific right to retirees and not just the financial side. If you're new to our show, perhaps uh, this is the first time you're listening to us. We talk about retirement in kind of a a different language. We look at it really from the life side, where life and retirement intersect. So again, if you're new to the show, maybe you're a, a longtime listener. Regardless, we're so glad that you're joining us on the show today. Last week, we introduced this idea of gain versus gap thinking. Ben Tages and I talked extensively about uh, one of our favorite books, maybe not one of our favorite books, but uh, a game changer book that we've both read uh, in, in the past and are kind of rereading right now, but it's called The Gap and the Gain. And it's by Dr. Benjamin Hardy, and he teamed up with strategic coach Dan Sullivan to talk about kind of the psychology of successful people. And he says so many times people get stuck in gap thinking, and what they need to do is be thinking about the gain. And Ben Tages joins me on the show now, and this is a, a concept that you and I try to uh, incorporate our, in our own lives, um, certainly something that I have tried to incorporate. I read the book for the first time last summer over a year ago, and uh, I find myself coming back to this idea, not just uh, in my work, not just in my financial life, but also in my home life, interacting with my kids, not being caught in the gap. Ben, kind of tell people more about what this whole idea of the gap and the gain is all about. Yeah, Jared. Well, I've, I'm like most of our shows. These are things that we struggle with too. So I, you know, I listened to last week's show, and I'm like, did I was I clear enough that I'm not always in this gain thinking? Many times I fall into gap thinking. If you ask my wife, she'd say, Ben, why are you teaching this? You're, you're in the middle of it. And, and the reality of it is, is yeah. this is why we're teaching it because I know that uh, this is hard work. It is hard to embrace thinking about more of what I have and, and less about what I don't. And mm-hmm. that's not quite what gap and gain is, but but really it is. It's the essence of if you can measure yourself against what you have accomplished, the things that you have done, that's more of the gain versus looking at what you haven't done, that mm-hmm. being the gap. I, I've, I've heard a lot of stuff from Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan. And by the way, I say this a lot, you know, that this is not, those are not 
uh, Christian books that that they've been writing, but are phenomenal books on personal growth and personal development. Uh, but I've heard Dan Sullivan talk about this, and by the way, he's a, he's a, he mostly coaches you know very successful entrepreneurs. That's kind of been his bread and butter for several decades. But he said, you know, you can get in a room and bring in 20, 30, you know, 40, 50 successful entrepreneurs, like high achievers, wealthy, uh, very affluent um, entrepreneurs and say, raise your hand if you feel like inadequate. Raise your hand if you feel like you're just not uh, doing enough or achieving enough. And he says, almost every single time, every single person will raise their hand. Uh, and so this whole idea of, of of the gap thinking isn't isn't uh, you know isn't null and void for people who are who are very well to do. No, many times it's the most successful people that struggle the most in this area. Now we're unable many times to to maybe and I wasn't I wasn't able to say this is why I'm falling down this this mindset of negativity and mm-hmm. um, thinking through like I haven't done enough. I mean it's it's almost every time I meet with somebody that's highly successful, Jared, um, that the question that's coming up is have I done enough? That's so common. In fact, we've had shows in the past about have I done enough? And that was a mindset that, you know, I see some really successful retirees face. Uh, and, and back then, uh, you know, I wasn't even able to articulate this right. well enough to say, well, it, it isn't so much have you done enough. It's, it's more um, why you're thinking that. You're thinking that because you feel at some point there's a gap in where you hoped you would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not embracing all of the the things that you have done. And uh, one of the things I loved about um, that that book uh, was there, there was a quote in there where he said something like, you know, measuring yourself against an ideal is an endless, uh, it's an endless race, right? You'll never get there. And I think when we use these ideals, these perfectionist ideals of where we think we should be, I'm a perfectionist, Jared. I want everything just to be so. And when I look at where I'm short of perfection, and that ties back to last week's show, right? Yeah. Even in my faith, when I look at where I'm short of perfection and where I, the sins, where I've fallen short mm-hmm. of the glory of God, right? When I, when I look at it in that lens, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. But when I look at it as the, the gap thinking that we ended last week's show on is, you know, God, you know, gave his son so that I could be in gain thinking, really. I mean, that, that's not what the book says, but that's yeah. what I look at, and that's what I read is like, man, the salvation we have, the grace through God should lead us as believers to be the ultimate gain thinkers of like, hey, we have it all. Mm-hmm. We've we've won the battle. Now it's a matter of um, you know being a good steward of what I have today and, and really embracing mm-hmm. that gain thinking. Yeah, again, just a little recap of, of what this is all about. Anytime that you measure your current course, measure your current level of success up against an ideal where you think you could have, should have, would be um, at this time, um, you're in the gap because you're comparing yourself to this endless ideal, this moving goalpost, the horizon that never comes. And what Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy say is go back and look at how much progress you made in the last six months, year, two years. The truth is, is that everybody listening to the show, um, you know, you're not the same person that you were a year ago. And so there's progress there and that should be celebrated. And you look at every experience. This is the big one for me, Ben. You look at every experience, good and bad. Uh, I have, have four young children at home, so I get a chance to practice this. But uh, if your kids are you know, maybe acting out of line, 
Um, instead of, you know, gap thinking would be like, why do they do this? How come they, you know, don't act the way that I want them to act or dis- disobey or there's something off in my life? Uh, the gap thinking is, why is this happening to me? Gain thinking is, what is this trying to show me? Um, I'm thankful for that experience because now it's allowing me to practice more patience, for example. You know, you fill in the blank. So again, that's a little recap of what the gap in the gain is all about. Last week's show was titled, The Dangers of Gap Thinking for a Retiree. If you missed that show, you want kind of a deeper dive into this mindset and how it applies to a retiree, go back and listen to that show. Today, Ben, we're going to continue the conversation. We're going to talk about the gap in the gain, uh, but we're going to get a little bit more specific into how it applies to gratitude and even more so how it applies to this idea of time, talent, and treasure. Where do you want to begin today's show? Well, let's just start you know, kind of summarizing this the time, talent, treasure idea that we talk about a lot, um, and it essentially goes back to the parable of the talents, and the Bible, Matthew 25, talks about um, these three uh, servants who um, were left back to steward what God had given them, and uh, the first um, uh, servant, he gave five, the second was two, and the third was one, and when when the when the master came back after being gone on a journey, he said, what did you do with what I've given you? What did you do with what I had entrusted you? Mm-hmm. And uh, the first uh, guy who would be given five talents um, came to him and said, you know, I, I knew you were, you know, the type of man that would want me to do something with this. So I worked really hard. I ended up turning your five into 10 and doubled it. And the master says, hey, well done, good and faithful servant. Um, come and enjoy with me and celebrate. Uh, the second one who had gotten two, um, said the, the same thing. You know, I, I I knew you would want me to do the most I could with what you'd given me, and I took and I doubled it from two until four uh, talents. And and he said, "Hey, well done, good and faithful servant. Um, you know, come and come and celebrate with me." And you'll notice, first of all, those two guys got the exact same answer, hmm. Jared. They both did something right. And it was only the third servant who came back with one talent. And I was given one talent and he said, his answer was a little different. He said, yeah, I knew you were hard, a hard man. And you, and you wanted, you know, me to do my very best. And, and you, you also were the type of master that didn't want to lose anything. And, and so I just kept it and, and I'm going to give you exactly what you entrusted me with back. I didn't grow it. I, I just, I just hear it as back and really did nothing. And for that servant got a totally different message. It was one of, um, you know, just why, why wouldn't you do anything mm-hmm. and actually, um, took what that servant had and gave it to the individual that had 10, um, that, that now had 10 had originally given five. So I think mm-hmm. that is a very much a, a paraphrase of what happened. But I, I think when we look at that story, um, working with people, it's always about, you know, whether it be a physical talent, like a, a, a money or whether it be their time yeah. Or, or their talent, God gives us all something mm-hmm. and asks us to be good stewards of it. Mm-hmm. So I try to break when I, when I have these discussions with people down around, um, whether it be the money or certainly my time mm-hmm. uh, or, or the talents, the abilities I've been given, what am I doing with them today? Yeah. And I think this goes back to the, the mantra of our financial firm, which is time, talent, and treasure. And if you were to take that and break it down as to what we try to do with uh, retirees and pre-retirees, um, it is to help them steward their time and their talent and their treasure. So again, a lot of people may be wondering where that comes into play with this particular show. But again, at the, at the, at the core of what we're trying to do to help retirees, not just on the financial side, it really extends well beyond that as well. Yeah, and part of being a good steward is, number one, you realize that it's, it's not yours. You're entrusted with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I, I like to start with gratitude. 
Sure. Yeah. And that's where it ties in. So, so many times it, it's hard to um, really uh, to steward something well until you know just how good you have it. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, whether it's our time, talent, or treasure, we end up thinking through like somebody else has more. We touched on it last week just briefly. Mm-hmm. You know, on the financial side, it was like this consumerism mindset that people get on that, that never ending, you know, hey, I'm going to try to uh, get more because that will fulfill me someday. That is your our culture trying to get you to uh, feel that way. And, and again, I think that it starts with this idea of uh, maybe it's not gap and gain, but it certainly is is talking to people about being grateful for mm-hmm. what they have um, before you can really start to um, you know grow. Yeah, I love that. So let's talk about gratitude and how this intersects with, with gain thinking with respect to time, talent, and treasure. Let's start with the time aspect. How do people have this heart of gratitude? How do they have gain thinking when it comes to their time? Well, first of all, just realize that you have uh, you have time on this earth yet. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, just just taking a breath sometimes, Jared, is something that um, people forget to be grateful for. Um, we told a story. Um, one of our uh, good friends and clients who's passed away now told a story about the when he was on his way to deliver his uh, his real estate tax check, and he he knew there was a deadline, and he had to bike to the post office to get it in before the post office closed. I had this huge, massive penalty, right? Mm -hmm. And on the way there, he was so just focused on just that. And it was like, I got this done. And he dropped off his check on the way home. When he had this time, this feeling of, okay, I've got more time. He noticed birds chirping. He noticed kids playing. Mm -hmm. He noticed the people around him. He was able to smile and wave. I think sometimes we forget that the time we've been given um, gets so... Um, it gets so messed up because we're so focused on a task and a project. I am so guilty of this, Jared. Yep. That, this is something I'm dealing with right now. I've got all these things, these projects going on, and I forget just to say, God, thank you for the time in this day, in yep. this moment. Uh, Dwight Eisenhower, uh, previous president, is famous for a quote talking about this exact same thing. He says, uh, basically, I have two problems, and I'm paraphrasing his famous quote. Probably you, you listening at home have heard this before. But he said, I have two types of problems. I have urgent problems and I have important problems. And rarely are the urgent problems that important. And uh, I've been trying to do this a little bit more where, again, I'm like you. I'm, I'm very uh, task-oriented. I want to get stuff done. If I'm the one up early, it's, it's all about you know task over people. And <laughs> unlike you, Ben, I've got um, some really small children at home. And uh, there was one time a couple of weeks ago where I was I had some stuff to do. I think you and I were on the road. We came back from being on the road, and I had a number, bunch of emails to, to, to get done. And I couldn't wait to get, you know, get going on these little minute tasks, which at the end of the day really aren't that important. They were urgent, but they were not important. And then all of a sudden, like two of my youngest kids were up way earlier and come, you know, and they hung out with me in the, uh, in, in the kitchen area. And I had to kind of just, I had to stop and think, gain thinking. I've got time. I've got an important issue before me, which is my children. I have an urgent issue before me as well, which are emails, which, by the way, I'm going to get to that in an hour anyways when I'm at, when I'm at work. Where should I put my time? And uh, I, I'm like you. I've had to kind of do the mental exercise a little bit more to really take time to slow down. Because, again, I think if we're, if we're in the gap and, and not uh, leveraging our time, stuff gets too packed in. I, I think people like us, we're, we're going to pack our days too full and be more focused on the urgent and not so much on the important. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. 
we have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Yeah, just talking about this with my wife like two days ago. Mm. And um, we're building a new shop out at the cabin. And I just finished up work at, you know, at our barn at home. And I'm moving from task to task to task. And she called me out like, yeah. Is there room in there for me? Is there room in there for, yeah. you know, should we, should, yeah, should we go for coffee? Should yeah. we, um, but so many times I forget. And yeah. I think if you're listening to this today and you get caught in, in what, what, you know, again, I'm struggling with it with that is don't forget the people around you. The time that you've been given, the best way to steward it is many times to prioritize you know, people over task. And, and I'm not good at that either. Yeah. Again, thinking the long game versus the short game. Uh, everybody has the same amount of time in every single day. And you have the ability to invest in that long game. The long game is always the best game. Uh, rarely are short-term wins the best uh, route. And man, you can take that a number of different ways. Relationships, spiritually, financially, rarely are the shortest wins the best one. It's always playing the long game. And I think uh, when it comes to our time, uh, that certainly comes into play. Let's talk about talent. How does, how does talent and gain thinking and gratitude all come into play? Yeah, Jared. Well, in my book, Repurpose, I talked about that a little bit. You know, it's, it's yes, the the talent is your God given abilities and it's your skills, but it's more than that. Really, it's the essence of who you are. It's your life experiences, how you look at those life experiences. That's what we're talking about with your talent. And I think many times um, it should start again with not looking again at gain uh, or sorry, as gap thinking of like, I don't have what this person has, yeah. but what do you have? How did God make you uniquely qualified to, to do the task he set in front of you? I think that that, that is huge. Comparison is like the root of evil when it comes to gap thinking. And uh, again, I think that like your life is so important. We've, we've talked about this, you know, at, at times in the show. But like, there's gold in every 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 one of you. Um, you know, your keys to success. Like, you, you you have the skills God has given those to you. They're inside. They're not out there somewhere. Um, I think that those are really important lessons that people need to um, hear and understand. Uh, and really, just kind of being at peace with who you are. Uh, I, I I always go back to like. You know, does the past drag you down? Do your past experiences, have they served you or are they hindering you? A lot of the stuff that Benjamin Hardy talks about, maybe not specifically in The Gap and the Gain, but a lot of his other books, uh, where he says you have the power to choose how those past experiences are going to serve you today. And I find that really, really interesting because you can look back at even painful experiences and those things can put you in bondage and they can make you uh, depressed and anxious or you have the power to say, you know what, they are what they are. Those those experiences were were you know they they, they were what they were, and now I'm going to choose to let those serve me and actually propel me forward uh, from here on out. Yeah, how powerful to be able to um, really reframe in your mind how you think about 
things in the past to be on the positive side, right? Yeah, um, and that really starts with being grateful. So, mm-hmm. like, let's say you went through a hard, exactly. really hard health thing. Um, man, uh, I just was talking with one of my uh, clients, a good friend who who had been through COVID and and the things that he learned in that season. He was super sick and mm-hmm. unable to function, and he's like, "I am just so grateful for my health today." He was just so. Um, just thankful, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes losing something before we're thankful for it. And, and when you're going through hard stuff, to be able to um, look at uh, the positive and look at what you're learning from it is, yeah. is so key. There's a famous author and motivational speaker out there called Jocko Willick. You probably have heard of him or or, or seen him around on you know Facebook or Instagram or wherever you hang out. Uh, but he's got a video out there called Good. If you ever need a pick-me-up, just listen to this uh, video. And I think, Ben, you're nodding your head, so you probably know where I'm going with this, probably seen it. But uh, he basically says, you had problems in your life? Good. Uh, Somebody stole from you? Good. You've had health problems? Good. And he goes down this laundry list of all these, what you could frame up as very bad experiences. And what he's saying is good because, A, you're going to learn you're going to treat your body better. You're going to never make that business decision again. You're going to know that that person's not a good business partner. You know, fill in the blank. And that's totally gained thinking. You know, again, you have an issue with child's behavior or, or, or a financial problem. Good, because those things are there to serve you. And I think you have to look at life as a, as a, as a test and, and, a, and an arena to learn and those lessons are going to keep coming up until we finally get a point where we frame them as positive and we learn from them and grow. And I think that's the where, where God wants to take us in this in this journey of life. Yeah, be, be grateful. Say, good, this is happening. But mm-hmm. um, don't just say, oh, good, and then move on. Right. But say, good, and learn. Right. Yeah. Say, okay, what what am I, what, God, what are you trying to show me here? What mm-hmm. what things can I take from this um, unfortunate circumstance or fortunate circumstance, the good, the good stuff, the stuff that's really good as yeah. well, but be a person that is starting with gratitude and then, you know, being somebody that's growing from there. I think that's so important, too, because if we have the heart of gratitude, it will actually change the power of past experiences. And I've seen that as well, where past experiences actually have more to do with where your mind space is today than the actual experience. Does that make sense? I'll re-explain that. If you're in a good headspace and you're looking at things with gratitude, even the painful experiences are going to be framed to serve you. If you're in gap thinking and uh, everything is negative and everything's happening to me, the past experiences are going to hold you back, put you in bondage, and and not propel you going forward. So I think that that's there's just probably an entire show just on that uh, mindset as well. But I think that that's really important. But as you said, it does start with gratitude. We've got a couple of minutes left here. Let's talk about treasure. You've already mentioned a little bit about this, but how does gratitude game uh, gain thinking also uh, deal with treasure? Yeah, Jared, I think really it comes down to the the psychology behind the hedonic treadmill. And I love um, explaining this to people because I think it's so important and, and how we look at what we have as not being enough. So the hedonic treadmill, that idea says it's that tendency that we have as humans to quickly adapt to where we are and what we've got. Um, it leads to never being satisfied and constantly seeking the next thing. It's the idea that, yes, I've achieved this, like whatever that dollar amount in your portfolio is, but now, you know, I, I want another million or another million, whatever that is. It, it leads to a place of never being content. I, I would have to assume that you have seen that a lot over the thousands of people that you've helped um, you know, build nest eggs for retirement that they say, once I get this amount in, I'm going to be good. <laughs> and, and I would have to say, 
many times that probably isn't good in their minds that it's 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 the next thing. Talk about just how that how that fits into with contentment because as you know, the goal isn't the money. The goal is to grow and and, and be be prosperous. So where, where where is where's the line there between having a goal but also wanting to grow? Well, I think when we we get back to stewardship, right? It starts with knowing that um, it's not mine to hoard. It's not mine to hold on to and try to gain for my purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the wealthiest people I know have this idea down very very well. Yep. So it, it don't think, oh man, it's it's because it's a financial firm. And there's some wealthy people. They struggle with money. Many times it's the people that um, you know haven't gotten enough uh, financial resources, and they're like, oh, if I could just have this, and yep. maybe they made their first million, so I got to have ten. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that's more um, where, where I see struggle. It's um, it starts with the idea that I that isn't mine. Who owns it? God owns it all. Okay, we are we are stewarding a certain amount of that, right? And we can come at um, every financial decision from that mode. Mm-hmm. It changes the way that you think about money. We'll go back to the parable of the talents. It's not yours to hold on to, hoard and bury. It is to grow. We don't earn God's love by doing that. But at the same time, too, he's given you. So it's your job to be entrusted with that and to be a good steward of it. And really, that's what we're trying to get at. Yeah, it is, Jared. I think um, something from the parable of talents that I always, I, I think it's gets missed so many times is um, this, the master gave the exact same answer word for word uh, to the, the one that had two and the one that had five, both of them. Um, had doubled what they'd get given. They both worked really hard. So if you're somebody out there that's saying, yeah, this this is, you know, I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot to, to offer. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, again, that is not, that's coming back to gap thinking. Yeah. Like he, somebody's got more. You have what you've been entrusted. Your job is to do the most with whether it be one talent, two, or five. And, and we're saying, be the guy who, who was given two. Be the one that was given five. Double it. Do do the most with what you've been given, whether that be your time, your talent, or your financial treasure, because that's what God has called you to do. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.